Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. A couple of items to start with tonight. Normally, I, I take you all over the world. They say we're going to be in Norway, we're going to be in Berlin, we're going to be in Tokyo. Well, we're not going to any place tonight but the United States. This is the way it was last week also. There is so much happening in our country that nothing else is as important. It's absolutely amazing, and it's understandable. And, of course, a lot of it involves Donald Trump, and it also involves uh, the black situation. It's the only way to describe it. Uh, I want to make this observation also. We're going to get out of this at some point, though I don't think it's going to be for a while. And then we're going to have what is called a return to normal. Trust me, my friends, normal will not be the normal as we have been accustomed to. Right now, it's not normal. For example, I am in my 104th day of self-quarantine. I have not been out of my house in 104 days. I'm laughing. I'm not going crazy. I'm handling this well. Only because, God God must love me, I enjoy reading and I enjoy writing. I'm researching all day on the Internet. And and so I've coped with this thing. Uh, And I'm glad because I'm too old to be out there even getting within 10 feet of anyone. Uh, I'm just at that age and with those physical problems. But normal isn't going to be normal. I don't know what it's going to be, but it ain't going to be like it was. It's going to be different. has to be different because just by the way we have conducted ourselves so far for the last three, four months, and that's how we will be conducting ourselves till this virus has a vaccine or leaves us, is going to be another six months plus. Uh, We'll have been this way more than a year, and nature will have changed how we live. That's all. Not dramatically, but things will not be the same. Having said that, let's start. Let's go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. What a night it was. Donald Trump, one million people are going to be there, he said. Oh, my God. And I kept thinking about it all week. You say, one million people. That's a lot of people, especially at at an arena that only holds 1,900. But worry not, 19,000 rather. Worry not because they got another side thing outside where they put up a stage and they'll be able to handle another, I think, 4,000 people, uh, the overflow. And I thought about it. No way a million. They said they had a million people who asked for tickets. Could be, because Donald Trump, he's he's a show person. He knows to get how to get people wound up and want to do things. It's been the measure of his success. And he could have had 100 people, 100, 1 million people request tickets. 1 million people aren't going to come. Where the hell are they all going to come from? There there aren't enough hotels in the whole state of Oklahoma to accommodate one million people. But 30 or 40,000, I could see. I could see it. Because during the course of my lifetime, I have seen presidential rallies with as many as 30,000 people. So that would not be uncommon. Well, 
surprise of surprises. I'm sure Donald was surprised, too, and I'm glad he was surprised. 6,200 people. The arena looked empty because it was empty. Uh, they had everybody pushed up in front close. I've got to tell you. You know who the winner was? The winner was coronavirus. That bug had a field night because all those people are close together, very, very few wearing face masks. That bug had to be moving around and saying, whoopee, what a great night this is. Thank you, Donald Trump. And thank you, Donald Trump, to many people in two or three weeks that are going to come down with coronavirus uh, who are there or will go home and have spread it. Be that as it may, I'm glad the president was embarrassed. He deserves to be embarrassed. He has insulted so many people uh, during the course of his presidency over the last three years uh, for no reason at all. He's just a bad man, an evil man. Uh, He's got a sharp tongue that he isn't afraid to use. Uh, He demeans everyone he can, and he got it this time. It wasn't he was giving it to somebody else. He got it. Now, let me say this also. Uh, I thought he showed great talent as a comedian. The 15 minutes he spent on his West Point trip was absolutely brilliant. I mean, here's the, the leader of the free world, supposedly. I don't know if he still is. The President of the United States, and I've got to listen to his horse shit about I saluted 600 times my arm. I couldn't put it up to my lips. Then, I, you know, I got leather on the soles of my shoes, uh, and I'm sliding down that, that metal platform. I'm going to fall. There's no handrail. Uh, you know, enough was enough. It was funny, though, and maybe that's what he is. Trump certainly isn't a president. Maybe he's a comedian. Anyhow, it was, it was a terrific evening. I'm glad his team screwed up. Uh, That's another thing. He's president. He picks the people who work for him. He micromanages. It's said about him all the time. Whoever he picked to run this show and the people that person picked did a lousy job. And you know why? They did have a request for a million tickets. There's a group called TikTok. It's a teenager group, basically. And there's another group such as them, and some woman, woman 50 years old in Idaho or someplace, got the idea to have these kids all write in and request tickets to see the president. And they did, none of them intending to go, though. <laughs> That's where the million tickets came from. And they did them in. Now, why didn't he know? He's the president of the United States. How could someone put this over on the president of the United States and his staff? Wild. He got what he deserved. I'm going to move on. Eric, his good son, Eric Trump. Uh, He spoke. I I was watching this, by the way. If you couldn't get it on normal television sites, uh, they they were streaming. They streamed it. And it was on over 100 streams, I guess. I, I got it clearly on CBS News, and boom, I had it on my, my computer screen. Fortunately, uh, I have an attachment to my computer, and I got a screen that's about two and a half feet by one and a half feet, big screen. Uh, so I can see everything good. I'm blind besides. Anyhow, uh, he spoke, and Eric said during his speech, uh, 
He called from in front of the one million people, which was really 6,200. He says, the black lives matter people who are outside. Nobody likes black lives matter people, by the way, who are outside. Okay. Uh, they're act, they're the protesters, the black, again, black lives matter protesters behaved, are behaving like animals, quote unquote, animals. And I sat back and thought, that's a terrible thing uh, for the son of a presidential, the president to say, uh, and also a presidential candidate in November again. Uh, you've, you've got to show respect. This kid's got a tongue and a brain just about the same size as his father's. Uh, be that as it may, I also thought this. I thought if the people, the black people who he was criticizing, who were protesting, the protests weren't that bad. Uh, he referred to them as animals. My mind automatically kicked in and said, well, you and your family are, and I apologize for this, I don't mean to be offensive, but I've got to say it are pigs. <laughs> Why are they pigs? Look how they live. No one lives, very few people in this world live like the Trumps. Forget the White House. Look at the opulent, opulent uh, apartment, huge, uh, in Trump Towers in New York City. Look at Mar-a-Lago. That's now his Florida residence, uh, where people pay $200,000 to join the club. And they also pay $14,000 a year in dues. And there's a funny story that goes with But I thought they're pigs. The way they live, they live very opulently. And uh, just don't call people names because then people are going to think of names to call you. Uh, a little short story that goes with this, uh, with Mar-a-Lago. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but it fits in again tonight. Uh, Trump couldn't keep Mar-a-Lago open because... Uh, of the coronavirus, and he had to let people go, et cetera, et cetera. And so they were down to a very small staff. Actually, the place may have been closed except for sandwiches and drinks, I don't know, something like that. Well, Mar-a-Lago sent a letter out to its members who paid, understand me, $200,000 to join this club. The pool was still open, and the letter said, if you want to swim in the pool, you have to bring your own towel. And I said, oh, my God, $200,000 to join, $14,000 a year in dues, and you've got to bring your own towel. Anyhow, the rally also had some casualties. There are going to be a lot of people who are going to come down with coronavirus. But eight casualties out of Donald Trump's close support group, support staff. Advanced men go out to set these things up. Eight of the advanced men from the White House who went to arrange the uh, everything for the rally in Tulsa came down with coronavirus. Now, I feel sad for them. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm wondering how you got those eight, you had a couple of people in the White House where this happened two or three weeks ago. When does Donald get it? I mean, he doesn't wear a face mask. He goes right next to people. He don't care. Uh, he thinks he's immune. Uh, he, he, God will not punish him. He will escape something like this. Got to happen. Absolutely got to happen. Uh, he's got to be going crazy, too. He's a germaphobic, if you didn't know this. 
forget before coronavirus came, he washed his hands constantly. He was very reluctant to shake hands with people. And when he did, he would run back to a bathroom and wash his hands. Germophobic, he's got to be going crazy. But he isn't trying to protect himself in any way. I don't understand. We have an election coming up in November. I think it's November 3rd. The election's going to be a simple one. It is going to be a referendum on Donald Trump. Nothing is it going to be a referendum on Biden. Uh, it's, it was Trump's election to lose. He's losing it. I can't believe it. December, he looked pretty good in December. It was going to be a battle for Biden. Uh, then came coronavirus. And he's lied, and he's manipulated, and he's done everything else with this disease. And look where we are in this country. What, 122,000 people now dead? And it's back on the upswing. And of all places, is on the upswing in Oklahoma. Today, the president was in Arizona, one of the worst states right now. They're on the upswing. He went there to look at the wall that I'm going to talk about in a few minutes and also to speak at a rally, another rally with everybody grouped close together. Now we come to the wall. The president went today to uh, the county of San Luis, no, the the town of San Luis, L-U-I-Z, in Yuma, the county of Yuma, Arizona. Things are bad there. The virus is having a field day. Not funny. Serious business. People die. And first he went to look at the wall because he wanted to celebrate uh, the commemoration of the first 200 miles. He completed, he said, 200 miles. The man lies. (laughs) We all know he lies. He can never tell the truth about anything. Let me tell you what the story is. And I, I've gotten this twice tonight on, on the news, but I had written this up this morning. Uh, back in December, January, the acting commissioner of the United States Custom Border Patrol, that's in charge of the wall and the wall's construction, uh, announced that 93 miles of the barriers, they call the wall a barrier, 93 miles of the barrier had been completed. However, 90 miles of it was merely renovation of the existing wall. It was not new. Only three miles of new wall had been completed. All right, that's six months ago, five, six months ago. In five or six months, we now have, and Trump calls it, 200 miles of new wall. Hear me? New wall. Impossible. Impossible. And on television tonight, two different channels, I hear the broadcaster say, don't know what he was down there commemorating or celebrating, because there's only three miles of new wall, which leads me to believe, haven't they gone anywhere since they put up, they did that 93, they renovated 90 and did three of new walls, because these broadcasters said, there's only three miles of new walls down there. Maybe they had more to renovate. I don't know. Now, Trump also said by the end of this year, and we've been at this three years now, and we got 93 miles. I'll even give it to him. Let's say they're all new miles. 
Let's say he's got 200 miles that he went down to commemorate today. I'll give him that, too. But he says that by the end of this year, he's going to have 450 to 500 miles of new wall. By the end of this year, he's going to have five. He's going to build 450 to 500 miles of new wall. No way, Jose. Black Lives Matter. Interesting group. Uh, I didn't start hearing about them. I don't know when you did. Sometime last year. Then I didn't hear about them anymore. And then all of a sudden, they're they're out there with these protests, and they're getting bigger and bigger. Uh, About three weeks ago, I wrote in my blog that I do every day uh, that they were gaining more and more influence in the black movement. Uh, They should be considered one of the leaders of the black movement today. And that I was really impressed, this is three weeks ago I wrote about this, when I discovered through my research that they raised $50 million in the last year. Now, this group has to be taken seriously. Now, let me tell you about them. There was an article written in The Blaze by a fellow by the name of Paul Saka on June 20th, just three days ago. Uh, And the title of the article was Black Lives Matter Founder Admits Org's Creators Are Trained Marcus. Marcus, trained Marcus in quotes. Let me repeat. Black Lives Matter founder admits orgs creators are trained Marxists. Woo! Uh, and that their goal, their goal at the present time is, and I quote, to get Trump out. Now, this, this group was started in 2013. 2013. Who the hell heard of them back then? And it was started by three women. Alicia Garza, Opal Tometi, and what's her name? Patrice, P-A-T-R-I-S-S-E, Coolers, C-U-L-L-O-R-S. And Patrice Cooler seems to be the spokesman for the, the group in recent weeks. Uh, she's the one that came up with it on television recently. Uh, they got started in 2013 in response to George Zimmerman's acquittal. He was the guy who, who killed Trayvon Martin, you recall that? Uh, Today, that group started because of that incident in 2013. Today, uh, Black Lives Matter has in excess of 40 chapters worldwide. And their overall purpose is to, and I quote, you know, build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. Violence inflicted on the black communities by the state and vigilantes. Now, in their website, if you go look for Black uh, Black Lives Matter, they don't specifically note that they are Marxists or trained to be in the the way of a Marxist. Uh, But one of the creators, Patrice Coolers, all right, admitted they succumbed, succumbed to Karl Marx's ideology when they got started. And she admitted it on a video 
a she was on a, a show, uh, and it's now in video form. In 2015, the title of the show, Black Lives Matter Global Network, that's the, their outfit, uh, and co-founder Patrice Colors revealed she and her fellow Black Lives Matter creators, the other two ladies, were, and I quote, trained Marcus, trained organizers. All right. On Friday, she was on national TV again, and she said, I quote, our goal is to get Trump out. Okay. And she further said, they want him to resign now, not to even be defeated in November. Don't wait because, and I quote, he is not fit for office. In the past, Patrice Colors has compared Trump to Adolf Hitler on, on multiple occasions. She recently tweeted, and I quote, Hitler created the conditions that led to what we all understand as Nazi Germany. Nazi Germany. Okay? And this is what's happening again, but this time through Donald Trump. And she also said, and I quote, Trump is literally the epitome of evil. Hitler was, and I sometimes think Trump is also. You know, it's wonderful uh, that these ladies in Black Lives Matter are trained uh, with uh, Marxist technology. and They're trained organizers in the Marxist way. Uh, now, Karl Marx wrote the Communist Manifesto. He's the father of, of communism, in effect. The, the Communist Manifesto in 1848. There was no Communist Party then. You got to wait till you get into uh, World War II, and then the revolution uh, that followed in in Russia. And at the time, World War One, rather. I'm sorry, uh, but I took several communist Russia courses in college, and had to read as part of one of the courses the Communist Manifesto. And the last two lines have stuck with me through the ages, because I'm old now, that's the way I put it, that, that in that fashion. And Karl Marx's last two lines in the book are, and I quote, workers of the world unite. You have nothing to lose but your chains. Anyhow, keep your eyes open. Watch Black Lives Matter. Uh, they're getting stronger. If they are so trained and they follow that type of ideology, uh, they're going to be a group to be dealt with, and I'm beginning to think they are, and the $50 million impresses me also. Now, I don't like that we're tearing down all these statues or defacing statues and monuments. I, I, I Some things aren't right. This has been hard for me to theorize and pay attention to in the last three or four weeks, I can understand why the blacks don't like the Confederacy because they wanted to keep slavery. Uh, I can understand that, and I can buy it. And as from my white perspective, white, I can see where these guys were traitors. You know, Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee. You know, they broke with their country. They rebelled. They were traitors. Just like in the in our revolution, uh, the the colonists broke with England, and fortunately won the war. 
Had they lost, they would have hung George Washington from the nearest tree. And the same thing applies here. Uh, they lost the Confederacy. You, you punish them, you want to take down their statues, I don't care, uh, because they weren't good Americans, they weren't valid Americans. And had they won, I'll tell you right now, Abraham Lincoln would have been hung from the nearest tree because they would not have been as nice to Lincoln as he was to Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee. Now, having said all that, they come up with all these other people who have nothing to do with the revolution. Some have a very limited connection, if any, with any type of slavery, and they want their statues down. Let's start with Teddy Roosevelt. They took a statue down this, this week, yesterday, I think. He's been sitting since 1940 on a horse, former president of the United States, on a horse in front of the Museum of Natural History in New York City. On one side, standing next to him in the horse, standing, is a Native American. On the other side, standing, is an Afro-American. They want that statue down. Uh, Black Lives Matter and the black people want it down. Uh, and they forgot. I think Roosevelt rode horses. He was an equestrian. Remember? He went up the hill on a horse, okay, at San Juan Hill in Cuba. He led the troops up the hill. He became president of the United States. He so impressed our people. That when Mount Rushmore was being done, he's one of the five faces, five former presidents, considered great Americans, whose faces, his face is sculptured on Mount Rushmore. We're going to take that down, too. Uh, now, they didn't like the fact that there was an African on one side and a Native American on the other. Uh, and they said, because it explicitly depicts blacks and indigenous peoples as subjugated and racially inferior. Uh, I don't know. He didn't own any slaves. Uh, most people aren't aware that he went out west, his wife died, and he went out west and lived as a westerner for several years. He got away from everything, politics, uh, his family. And he also went to Africa. He was a big game hunter. Uh, now, he didn't bring any of these people back from either side as slaves, but they don't like the idea that he was standing there, okay? They were standing next to him by the horse. And the statue's gone. Uh, Mayor de Blasio said, take it away. He had the authority, too, because New York City owns the land and building the museums in. Then there's George Washington. Who the hell cannot like George Washington, the father of our country? Okay? Father of our country, first president of the United States. It's Baltimore, Druid Hill Park, They in, with red paint, painted on his statue, George Washington, and I quote, destroy racist. They call the man a racist. And on the bottom were the initials BLM for Black Lives Matter. Now, what did he have to do with all this? He owned slaves. Certainly he owned slaves. Everybody owned slaves back then. It was the custom. Slaves were wealth. Everyone, again, owned slaves. Slaves were wealth. He had slaves. But what he did 
when he died, in his will, when it was read, all his slaves were freed. He freed his slaves through his will when he died. Big move. Big. Well, I read today that that isn't the real reason why they don't like Washington's statute and they, they vandalized it. They don't like it because Martha Washington owned seven slaves. Now, this is bull, this is, I'll accept it as true, but this is bullshit. I mean, there has to be a line drawn somewhere. You can't crucify everyone for the sins of a few. Then there's Father Junipero Serra out in Los Angeles. Uh, he went out there and built the missions, and be, they said he treated the natives out there, the Indian natives, badly. Here's a man that was canonized a saint. Uh, his statue was erected in L.A. in 1932 by the Knights of Columbus. That's coming down. Ulysses S. Grant, the same thing. <laughs> they, 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 want, they toppled his statue already in San Francisco on Juneteenth, okay, because... He at, Now, here's president, big general, won the war, Civil War for us, advocated for civil rights of former slaves, helped ratify the 15th Amendment, which gave blacks the right to vote, but they say he owned one slave. Can you imagine what I just said, my friends? He owned one slave who had been gifted to him. But he freed that slave, if you read your history, before he even left to fight in the Civil War. My time's up. I got a lot more of these goodies tonight, but there is not sufficient time. But this, everything I've talked about is food for thought. It's food for thought. And please consider some of the things. I, I hope I didn't offend too many, but we all have our own way of thinking on these, on these situations. I'm glad you joined me again. I thank you for joining me. I love doing this show, and I look forward to being back with you again next week.